0: Welcome back to the podcast. Today we are going to answer a listener question because you guys send in so many amazing questions and we're going to chat about the body, physical illness, physical symptoms. This has been really on my mind recently because I am getting energetically prepared to channel my next book. So I'm actually working on editing my next couple of books that will be released in the next few months, which I'm super excited about. And those have a lot to do with, well, one's about love and relationships. One is about ascension, not all the physical aspects, but more about the energetics of it. But the third book in the series with the monarch being, so that's Manifestation Mastery being the first book. The second book will be this book on love and relationships that's coming out soon. The third book is going to be about healing. So healing the physical body. And obviously I have a long history with this. Uh, If you've been here for a while, you have probably been with me through my journey of different chronic illnesses. I worked as a holistic nutritionist for a long time. I was deep in all things health and wellness and nutrition. And it's still something I'm really passionate about, but I just have a very different perspective on now. But anyway, whenever I'm going to channel a book, whenever that's coming up, which... They haven't told me when I'm going to channel this next one yet. They haven't given me a date, so I don't know. But whenever I am going to, which I do know the topic, my whole life will rearrange to uh, teach me any lessons I need to learn or have any experiences I need to have so that I can be a clear channel for the information. So I don't know what's gonna exactly come through when I'm channeling, but if there's anything that I might have a subconscious block to where I wouldn't be able to bring the information through. So if I got into the situation where I was channeling the book, there's a stream of information coming through and there's something in my subconscious, some belief I'm holding on to really tightly or something in there that would block me from being a clear vessel for that stream to come through me where all of the information couldn't come through. What happens is prior to me, channeling the information my higher self the monarch being my guide's will deliver me the lessons and experiences i need to have so that i can break apart those sort of energetic knots that might get in my way so i explained this before with you know this last the last book it was like my whole life shifted and the theme was exploring all of these nuances around different relationships and different types of soul connections and soul contracts and I have felt the same thing happening with this next book. Whenever I end up channeling it, a lot has been coming through around the physical body, physical ascension. I am experiencing this. I am learning about it in very different ways. So this has been really on my mind and I just feel like I am learning something new every, every day. So I'm excited about this. Uh, So let me just jump into the question. Actually, before I do that, remember that if you have a question that you want me to discuss on the show or channel about, it could be something personal. It could be any topic you want on the show. It could be something you want me to ask the guides. Doesn't matter. Send it in at christinathechannel.com slash pod pod. And that way it's all in a neat and tidy place for Me and my team. One of my main intentions for 2023 is really focusing on my sleep and optimizing my sleep. I feel like I need more sleep than ever before right now. I feel like my body's just been going through a lot of shifts and working on a lot of different work projects and a lot of life changes and just the intensity of the energy of the collective in general. I'm feeling it all. So sleep is a main theme for me this year, which is why I was so excited that one of my favorite brands, Ned, just released their amazing new product, Shut Eye Chai. It's a super blend latte for sleep that combines adaptogens, aminos, functional mushrooms, and magnesium. All of the best ingredients out there. Ingredients like chaga, reishi, and ashwagandha. And it's all in this delicious chai-inspired drink. Cinnamon, clove, ginger, all that yummy stuff. This product is incredible for calming your nervous system, setting you up for a really peaceful, restful night's sleep. And like all of Ned's products, it is made from the highest grade single origin ingredients, ethically sourced from some of the world's best small-scale farms. FYI, Shadai Chai does not contain CBD, caffeine, melatonin, or dairy, in case you were wondering. So I feel like this is an incredible addition to anyone's nighttime ritual, and I feel like this has really helped me create more of a consistent evening ritual. I had gotten into this cycle of just sort of, I don't know, being busy all day, going from one thing to the next, and just kind of plopping into bed like I would just take my supplements quickly and then plop into bed and now I've turned this into like an evening ritual of making this little shut-eye chai quote latte similar to how like the process of making coffee in the morning is such a beautiful ritual but this is the evening version so I will mix it with some hot water coconut milk or almond milk I usually do hot water combined with a nut milk I don't usually add any sweetener but sometimes I will add in a little bit of honey just for some extra health benefits and I sit on my couch and I get a warm blanket and I bring out my journal and I've actually found it's really nice to have this right before bed. I didn't used to journal before bed but it just helps me calm down, wind down, get out any thoughts that are in my head from the day onto paper so I'm not sleeping with them and I feel like I can just feel my entire body decompress as I'm sipping on this delicious shut chai latte. So it relaxes me physically, you know, through all of the adaptogens, the aminos, the functional mushrooms and the magnesium, but also just emotionally and energetically to go through that ritual, you know, the the scents and the, the warm beverage. I find it's amazing for grounding and I found that it totally has shifted my sleep, just creating that ritual to go into bedtime. And because of that, I've noticed a huge difference in how I show up during the day. I'm more focused, I'm more productive, my brain is working better, and I feel really ready to tackle a lot of things where I used to kind of drag my feet. Bedtime rituals are huge for productivity and for our mood the next day, and shut-eye chai has been a huge part of that for me. So if you want to discover how shut-eye chai can revolutionize your sleep, you can get 15% off with code CHRISTINA. Just go to helloned.com CHRISTINA or enter code CHRISTINA at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-E nedcom dot slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, to get 15% off. Sweet dreams. Okay, so this is the question for today. Hi, Christina. Hi. The last episode of your podcast reminded me of my own chronic illness. Can you elaborate on your perspective over illnesses, diseases, ailments? I see myself sometimes learning from it and some others victimized by it like I don't know why my body gets sick. And I question if it's something I need to experience to expand, like a cause, or if it's a result of not being aligned with my path, more like a consequence. I would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you. This is a great question. And there are so many different angles to it. And what I'll say is I think, you know, all of it can be true and all of it is true at different times and for for different people. So i First of all, can I elaborate on my perspective over illnesses, diseases, ailments? I really believe that it can really give us a lot of insight if we start to understand that our body is a giant metaphor and our body is always talking to us. So we are co creating this experience with our physical vessel. We are spiritual beings having this physical experience we are souls that are incarnated in these physical vessels and we're working with our bodies. So it's really helpful to connect with the consciousness of your body and really start to develop a relationship with your body and chat with it and see what what it wants and needs. You know, this was a game-changing practice for me personally in terms of just starting to ask my body like what do you want? And I realized that my mind and my, my logical brain sometimes, you know, thought something would be good for my body. And my body was just saying, no, I don't want this or no, I'm too tired or no, that doesn't sound good. I actually want that. And that was a game changer for me. And so I can tune into that intuitively and, and psychically, I guess. But if you take that part out of it, how are our bodies communicating with us? Our bodies aren't necessarily speaking our verbal language, right? But how do our bodies talk? They talk in symptoms. You know, how do I know when my body is saying I'm tired? How do I know when my body is saying I'm hungry? My body isn't doesn't have like another voice saying I'm hungry, but we know it's hungry because we feel this feeling of hunger. So through these physical feelings from our bodies, we know what it's saying. So that is a type of communication, and I feel like just really understanding that. Like I think people know that consciously, but they don't really know it as in they've integrated that knowing and they're. They're working with their body in that way. I think that shift is such a game changer and that's such an important place to start so that we can come from a place of understanding and compassion when we have any symptoms coming up or when the body you know, has, has an ailment. It's like from that place, if we've already developed that open line of communication and we understand that the quote symptom is a type of communication. It's just nonverbal. Now we can start to get curious about what's really underneath this. So I think that's really important. It's just understanding that the body is communicating and, and realizing that your body is on your side. You know, I think for a long time, for most of my life, I really and I didn't know this consciously, but I really felt like my body was always working against me. Like for some reason I believed my body was always against me and I always had to fight against it. That was not a conscious thing and I don't really know like why I thought that was the case. And it was such an aha moment when I realized my body is always trying to protect me. It's always trying to be healthy. Our bodies are so incredible. They are working hard to align with optimal health. They're working hard uh, to stay healthy. And so when a symptom comes up, it is a way of showing us where something is out of alignment, where the body needs help. like It's all communicating to us things we need to know for our highest and best so that we can align with optimal health. And I think that's just a really important thing to understand is your body wants to work with you. Your body is is working hard for you and the body is going to do everything it can like to survive. And that's a really incredible thing. I mean, I think about my relationship with my body and my history of illness and, and different health issues and and just all the things my body has been through, even like outside of my chronic illnesses. And I think, holy shit, my body has worked really fucking hard to be here and to keep me safe and the things that like the body can come back from and the ways it can regenerate. And we've barely scratched the surface because our bodies can regenerate so much more powerfully and completely than than we even realize or that we've even accessed because that's a whole other topic, but just you know what has been essentially implanted in us or what parts of our DNA have yet to be expressed or unlocked like all those aspects of us where we can regenerate really everything and live much longer that's a whole other thing but that's a very real thing and I, and to be honest actually I think knowing that and understanding that like really seeing what our bodies are meant to be able to do and like how our bodies can self heal completely I 100% I don't just believe that I know that our bodies can self heal Now has all of our DNA been unlocked, expressed to allow it to happen? That's a different question, but we do have the capacity to self-heal. And this goes back to things with the brain of like, I mean, placebo effects, like our bodies can heal really anything based on what we believe to be true. I mean, all these studies with, it's it's not just pills, but like surgeries that aren't real and, and people's bodies heal from not real surgeries i mean come on you can't you can't deny that right the body is so so incredible um really intelligent and the body wants to heal but this is all just a roundabout way of me saying like i think it's really important that we recognize that your body is always trying to communicate with you from a place of love and from a place of supporting you and wanting you to be healthy the body wants to be healthy and it wants to function optimally and so when we know that of oh my body's always communicating to me about what is for my highest and best, and my body is telling me how to be in a state of optimal health. Now we often start to receive the signals from our body in a very different way. Instead of getting upset with ourselves, of getting upset, why am I sick? Why am I tired? Why am I putting on extra weight? Why am I breaking out? Why are my hormones all out of balance? And we will have these symptoms we'll get upset and we feel like something's wrong with our bodies. Nothing is wrong with your body. (laughs) Your body is responding that way uh, because it's healthy, because it's trying to indicate something to you, because it's working properly in terms of, okay, there's something going on that's causing this to be off. It's causing this symptom. It's, It's working properly. Maybe you don't like how the symptom feels, but it's telling you something about what needs to be adjusted so that the body is okay. But we'll have, you know, any symptom or imbalance and get frustrated. And then we often just try harder to like fight the body and force it into a different state we try and force it into a different state and often if we just slow down and listen to our bodies and like try to get to I mean it's about about the root cause like what's the root cause of this like hey sweetie what's going on why are you feeling this way and got curious instead of oh my gosh I'm having this symptom how do I force my body to get rid of it like I'm angry with it we have a totally different result depending on how we approach it. So I feel like this is really important to understand that your body's trying to support you and those symptoms are telling you something really important. Uh, Your body's communicating and it's often screaming before we actually listen, unfortunately. So we've got to start to hear the whispers. So that's one part of what I want to say about my perspective on things that come up with the body. Um, With different illnesses, diseases, ailments, so there's so many aspects of this. I love this question. It's really powerful to see the body as the metaphor that it is. So where I have found really the most healing and, and the most profound work with clients, people I've worked with is really looking at the energetic perspective of, of everything. So whenever somebody has like something going on, I really believe in looking at it from every angle. So that means, yes, what's going on physically, right? Are there any physical causes to this? Uh, because it's, it's usually multiple things going on and we can heal from many different angles. And I've seen like even when, you know, maybe there's a block with something physically. So for example, maybe there's a very physical cause for a certain health issue or symptom. But maybe that person doesn't have access to the resources for whatever reason it is uh, to uh physically support healing that that's not the only tool we have in our toolkit we also can look at it spiritually energetically and start doing things energetically and spiritually and then that can allow the body to self-heal so i think it's really helpful to look at all the different angles it's also why sometimes people do a lot of things physically and they're still struggling because we haven't looked at the energetic components we haven't looked at the spiritual components but if you look at every part of the body and this is like a whole other rabbit hole represent something you know? So like if you keep breaking your ankle, (laughs) uh, that's telling you something. Like why is it your ankle? You know, if you keep having skin issues, why is it your skin? If it's something with the left side of your body, that's our feminine side. If it's something with the right side of the body, it's our masculine side. So there's something with either masculine or feminine energy. So you can look at the side of the body, you look at each part of the body and what it represents in general, what it represents to you specifically. That's really important. But like, none of this is coincidence. Like, none of this is coincidence, (laughs) you know? So, I mean, it's a whole other thing to like, get into what, uh, there's not enough time in this episode to get into like, what every part of the body can represent. And sometimes it's, it's different for different people, you know? But, I'll say a lot of my, a lot of the common ones I see. Um, and this is like not complicated, right? You can like feel into this. Like, what is that? What is that part of the body represent with you? I mean, whenever people, I have a lot of friends who have a lot of like knee or ankle injuries. Ankle is often around, uh, support. If you think about like what your ankle does for you, like it's how how you stand, you know, it's, it's support. Um, and so where are you not feeling supported? Where do you feel like your support is shaky? Things with the knee are often about surrender, like taking a knee, like surrendering. Where are you not surrendering in your life? Uh, you know, digestive issues, what what are you not digesting? What are you not willing to digest? Teeth stuff, what are you not willing to chew? Uh, what are you not chewing on? You know, you're just moving too fast. Skin issues, where do you not feel um, protected? This could be, this can be about boundaries. This can be about visibility. Um, you know, with extra weight, it's often about safety, you know, where you're not feeling safe, where you're not feeling protected, or where you're trying to hide, Uh, where are you holding on to other people's energy. So those are some, those are some, you know, common ones you can look at the chakra it's connected to and what that chakra represents, but you can look at the actual, you know, the area of the body it's in and what the part of the body really represents to get to the root of, okay, like where is that energy coming up in my life? And that is super, super illuminating. Because if you keep having a recurring issue with the same thing, you've got to look at the energetic component because it's for sure at play. And it's like, okay, if I have, if I keep having problems with this part of my body, how come so-and-so over here, they don't have that? How come they keep having problems with this part of their body? Like none of this is coincidence. So we want to look at what that part of the body represents and how we can actually shift the energy in that area. Sometimes, you know, simple energy work can clear it out. Sometimes we just stored energy in that area. But sometimes these are like life shifts we need to make. Like we need to figure out how can I feel safe in my life or I need to slow down. You know, and that's the other thing is sometimes it's not necessarily what the physical part of the body represents. Sometimes it's about what that's going to lead you to do, if that makes sense. So with a lot of stuff with legs, like this is a huge thing with a lot of my friends because a lot of my friends are just the go, go, go type. And they all know they're like, yeah, the universe is trying to force me to slow down. I mean, I cannot tell you how many of my close friends in the last year and a half had like severe leg injuries, um, unfortunately, but also it was the only way they were going to lay down and rest and like do nothing for a few months. Or, uh, you know, things with I talked about this, but I have had like the last year with my skin has been wild and it was really an energetic thing also with my teeth and you know, I could get into that if you guys want me to get into it, but a lot of what was happening energetically with my skin was because they didn't want me to be on video Um, and I'm still kind of navigating all of this like because they don't want me on video that much and what would happen is like my skin, I would like just like... I would get wounds on my face. Like I would just get wounds on my face Like my skin would just break. Um, And I was like, I don't, I don't want to be on camera. If like my, you know, my like forehead is like just, uh, there's a wound. Um, It was really crazy, the stuff. And then teeth, like, I, they really wanted me on a liquid diet. I didn't want to be on a liquid diet. (laughs) Uh, and so then I started having all these teeth issues and I couldn't chew and it forced me to be on a liquid diet because it's the only thing I could, only way I could get calories. And then other things in my body sorted themselves out. Um, and then my teeth issues went away. And then whenever I, um, you know, eat too many like solid foods, then my teeth issues will come back it's super interesting. And it's like, you know, you can look at these things, like, trust me, (laughs) you know, I look at all from labs. I've gotten like x-rays, things like that with different things in my body. And for me, everything in my body really at this point is spiritual, is energetic. It's like my higher self talking to me. And that was an interesting thing. I've mentioned before that this year I had a lot of memories coming back around like all the contracts I made in this lifetime. It was really intense. It was just like for a lot of things in my life. And, um. I remembered like where I basically said like <laughs> I know how stubborn I'm going to be so the way that I'm, I'm going to basically force myself into alignment is through physical symptoms um, and so I like literally made that contract I decided that like I decided that beforehand that that's how I was going to get my attention because I knew that was the only thing that was going to push my stubborn ass to make shifts and that had a lot to do with my chronic illnesses, all these different health issues I've had, like all these random symptoms I've had, and it took me such a long time to realize it was all, well, most of it was really energetic. Yes, there were physical things I could look at too, Sometimes. Sometimes there's no physiological explanation. Other times there was. But then physical things didn't always really help. And that was because I was being led to figure something out. Um, So sometimes the universe is trying to get our attention. You know, I feel like that's really big with autoimmune disease. I think that's huge with Lyme disease and mold illness. Um, I think I, I really believe that, you know, Lyme and mold illness are Really common ways that people are pushed to their spiritual awakening and with the physical body in general. That's why I think this is going to be really interesting this year. For like, for a lot of people, we're so stubborn, we don't make any changes until there's something physically wrong. And a lot more people than ever before have autoimmune diseases. A lot of people are getting physical symptoms or feeling really exhausted. And it's forcing us to slow down. It's forcing us to turn inward. It's forcing us to draw boundaries. It's forcing us to make life decisions that we probably wouldn't have otherwise if we didn't have these physical issues coming up. And a lot of that is your higher self setting that up. So that you wake the fuck up. So that you listen. So that you turn inwards. So that you start setting boundaries. So that you start eating better. Because what else is going to guide you there? Right? And so your body and your higher self are working together to shift you into your highest alignment. Um, so I feel like illnesses and diseases are often huge spiritual catalysts. And I often feel like I feel like they're often really big catalysts like to make big life shifts and they can often come up when we are not listening and we're not making the shifts that our intuition has been telling us. And it's like, all right, if she's not gonna listen to, she's not gonna listen to her intuition, then we're gonna have to you know, pull in the big guns and send in a very loud message, unfortunately. Sometimes illnesses, diseases are contracts we had just coming in around like, you know, I was going to have this, this thing specifically because it was going to teach me these specific lessons. And it's a certain type of life experience. I really believe that any illnesses and diseases teach us things we need to know so that we can, yes, learn our soul lessons and fulfill our mission. Like, I don't believe anything is a coincidence. That being said, I also think that, um, you know, some illnesses, and and body issues. And this was honestly also a big one for me. Like it took me kind of too long to think about it this way, uh, for myself, which was so interesting because I've seen it with so many clients. And when it comes to me, sometimes I just forget, uh, you know, it's like always easier to see it in other people. And it was such a dumb moment, but I had a lot of, um, like some of my symptoms or recurring issues were past life stuff that just needed to be cleared. And as soon as I released it, like like things that I had in other lives. So if you, uh, maybe maybe you passed in like a, a, one of the ways that you died in another life, had to do with that part of your body, um, or if you had a certain injury or illness or some issue with that part of your body, it can come back in in this life, and we can just clear that out, um, and that can go away pretty quickly when it's a past life connection, you know. So this comes this has come up a lot with clients like. One of my clients had really bad knee issues like her whole life. And literally in one session, we got rid of it because it was connected to a previous lifetime and she had lost her leg and she just kept having issues with this knee. And so when we like cleared cleared that energy, all of her knee issues went away. Um, so it was kind of residual. This can be really common also with pregnancy, um, with fertility. I have seen that a lot with female hormones, especially if there was like you know, in a previous life, dying of childbirth or even just miscarriage. It doesn't have to be the way you died. It could be like just any, any issue. I had one where somebody was, um, like bit by a, bit by a, an alligator, which is so random. Uh, and, but that person was like, Oh my God. Yeah, I totally, I to- that's totally true. Like, I totally remember that, um, uh, in a different lifetime they didn't die of it but like that area always had um it was like a mark there a mark and then it it went away when we cleared the energy you know so sometimes it's like a mark it could be sometimes it's like birthmarks or things like that sometimes it's a physical issue like like or or an illness a disease sometimes it's connected to other lifetimes if if you um had something connected there i also have had clients um where they were really violently ill they had plague or like a plague or something. And so they'll get sick a lot in this lifetime. Uh, and that can be really connected to digestive issues and, and how it depends on your digestive issues and what the, those are like. But I have had that. Uh, and I actually had, yeah, I've had um a few clients who, you know, were diagnosed with eating disorders and, and they were like really confused themselves because they were like, I'm not trying to throw up. I just keep throwing up. And it was a past life thing. You know, so past lives I think are a really overlooked piece of where illnesses and diseases are maybe coming from. I am of the belief, as as you guys know, as I've talked about this, like I always think it's important to look at what's going on this lifetime um, and deal with that like first. But when you're if you're trying to deal with an illness. And I'm if I'm doing an intuitive reading, I'm gonna look at every angle, obviously. And often there's multiple things going on. Um, cause it's all connected, you know, so it's like if I had um I was so I had like one life where I had I was like poisoned and I had I caused all of these permanent digestive problems I could barely eat after, I didn't die from it. And that was connected to a lot of my gut issues. Uh so there was that energy in me, which like kind of primed me to have a weak system already. And then that that primed me to be more, I guess, at risk for, you know, like even more at risk, which we already kind of all are right with like leaky gut. And then how is it impacting my immune system? And then, you know, uh, how that affects being more susceptible to things like mold, lime, things like that. or even just like with hormones, you know, so I could look, maybe there have been times where, you know, my hormones are all messed up and I'm like looking at labs in the past and I was like, there was a physiological thing going on, but was underneath that wasn't energetic. And so I could look at the past life component. I could also look at just the energetic of what it was. You know, I think like a big thing with female sex hormone imbalances, which is so common, like what's the real root of that? adrenal stuff usually, right? Your HPA access. I mean, it all comes back to the nervous system. At the end of the day, what's the root of everything? I and mean, you got to look at your nervous system, you know, whether it's your immune system, quote unquote, <laughs> which does that really exist? Like uh, I was just talking to someone about this, like, does it really exist or it's like really the lymphatic system? Like what is the immune system? It's like it really is the lymphatic system. Anyway, uh, no matter what it is, we keep going back, back, back. We get to the nervous system, we get to the brain, we get to energetics, <laughs> you know, so we can look at all of these different components, past lives. Um, but what where I was going with that was with female sex hormones, even when we look like what's the real root cause, and let's say, you know, it's really around stress and the adrenals and what that's doing to mess up the sex hormones, put those out of balance, um, which is like the body's healthy response, right? It's a, it's a healthy response. It's, it's just run out of materials to make all your sex hormones because it's trying to, you know, use all that pregnenolone to pump out your cortisol. Uh, (laughs) but how much of that, the female sex hormone imbalance is connected to, a disconnection from our feminine energy, a rejection of our feminine energy. You know, I feel like a lot of these issues with, um, like, fertility and our sex hormones have a lot to do with our relationship with the feminine, with the masculine. And that's for everybody, you know, with our sexuality, you know, looking at it from a chakra perspective, a sac- the sacral chakra. Um, yeah, so there's lots of different ways to to look at it, different angles to look at it from. So past lives, contracts for this life, a specific thing that we signed up for to teach us certain lessons. Sometimes it's our higher selves being like, all right, if you're not gonna listen, this is gonna come in. Uh, Sometimes it's pushing us to shift our lives in, in some way, but I think that illnesses, physical symptoms are a huge spiritual catalyst for a lot of people because for a lot of people, they won't really make life decisions or be humbled Enough to shift their worldview uh, in the way that their higher self wants. I I know that's true for me. I feel like all of the things I'm interested in now, and just even even eating healthy, like there was no way I was gonna get there without being knocked on my ass. Like I'm very stubborn, and I had to get to a place of total surrender of just like I know nothing, change all of my paradigms, and that's consistently how I feel. For me to really like. Learn more and get to where I'm at now, you know. And a lot of people like are addicted to their gluten, <laughs> their processed foods, their sugar, all of that. Um, their party nights, their poor boundaries, being around their friends, like who maybe aren't healthy for them, like whatever it is they're addicted to going, 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 working harder, harder, harder. They're addicted to avoiding their emotions, um, all these things. And so what's going to be the thing that gets our attention, but I really believe there's always a deeper energetic route. Um, and I think that there's different ways that we can approach things. I don't think it's like just has to be one. Um, I think it's helpful to look at it from every, every perspective. (laughs) I decided that 2023 is going to be the year that I feel my best ever. And I'm sure that I'm not the only one with that intention. And obviously for me, I always want to feel that way. But I think it's different when you're going into a new year. Like this is a clear intention for me. And so what do I need to do tangibly to make that actually happen? I know the things that make me feel my best. So it's about consistency and ritualizing those. So it starts with the first thing when I wake up. And the first thing I do is I drink Organifi green juice. Let me tell you, I hate to admit how much better I feel after I cut out caffeine. I honestly hate to admit it, but... I do feel much better. And that's why I love, love, love green juice. It gives me that natural boost of energy without any caffeine. It's super refreshing and it contains 11 different superfoods for detoxifying the body, which just makes you feel amazing. Yes, our bodies detox naturally, but our livers are so overburdened they need support. What's great about this is I used to put all of these different ingredients into my smoothies or morning drinks separately, and it was a pain in my butt. And green juice is just one scoop. I put it in some water, and then I add in some nut milk. It just gives it a little extra creaminess. And I'm good to go. It has moringa, which is amazing for naturally boosting energy, great for skin health as well. Ashwagandha, which is great for regulating your cortisol levels, which I definitely am focusing on now, this year, as I'm trying to write Four books like a psychopath. It has spirulina and chlorella. I always make sure to get those algae in every single day. So, green juice makes it super easy to do that. Plus, a bunch of other incredible ingredients like beets, turmeric, mint, wheatgrass, lemon, and coconut water. The last few weeks over the holidays, I feel like I was really out of my routine and I wasn't staying on top of my Organifi and I felt noticeably shittier. Just telling you. So, committing to green juice gives me energy, helps me focus. And then I also am committing to identify harmony every day, which is an easy commitment. It tastes like hot chocolate and it's amazing for naturally balancing out your hormones. The key to transforming your health is being consistent. It's not about doing anything crazy, just consistency. So harmony makes it really easy to be consistent with providing your body with some ingredients that will naturally balance out your hormones, doing that consistently because that's how you balance your hormones. It's not gonna you know, balance or regulate itself in five days. So ingredients like maca, cacao, chase tree berry, shatavari, you know, all those things that your acupuncturist tells you to take and you're thinking in your head that probably tastes like dirt. Harmony literally just tastes like this rich, decadent, yummy hot chocolate that I would drink even if it had no health benefits. It also can give you a slight natural boost in energy, so I've been liking having this like... Uh, early afternoon and it's great because it's been cold and gloomy and rainy here. So fits in with the weather. Those are just two of my favorite go-to products. You know, I use everything from Organifi. They're all amazing. So if you are also committed to feeling your best ever this year, then just head to Organifi.com slash CTC. That's spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And that code CTC will get you 20% off your entire order. And when you go to their website, you can shop by Health Goal, which makes it super easy to find all of the products that will support you the most with whatever your specific health goals are. So check it out and I can't wait to hear what you think. The other thing is you know, now more than ever before, as we're physically like going through a physical ascension process, this is a physical process. Okay. And I don't think we really get it until we experience it. I mean, I don't think I really got it till I experienced it, but a lot of the symptoms that I will check in on and I'm like, yeah, this is ascension. If I didn't know about that whole side, I would for sure be like, oh my God, I have mold again. Oh my God! Is my Lyme acting up? Oh my God! Like I've I must have this imbalance, and I would just jump to all of those things and try and figure out what it was physiologically. But some of this is ascension. Like it's an exhausting process. It's very fatiguing. Um, it takes a lot of your body's resources. Like if the body can need needs a lot more nutrients and resources it needs a lot more light it needs a lot more light to really it needs more sun it needs more energy it needs more frequency to uh, to move through this like every cell in your body your dna shifting uh the body wants resources you know and it can be a tiring it can be a tiring process it's going to be different for everybody Everybody will experience it a bit differently. But, you know, if we think about like what is the process of releasing density for some people, it's going to feel like very exhausting physically. It's interesting, though, because I've, I've seen how for some people it's it's actually not exhausting physically and it's actually more of an emotional thing. Um, so that's been fascinating for for me to see how it just is impacting different people differently. And to be honest, I actually got in a little um, discussion with one of my friends about this, who's a channel and um, love this person, but we see some things differently, which is great and how we challenge each other. And I learn a lot from this person. And I like to think this person learns a lot from me too. We really respect each other, but this person told me like, well, no, you, it shouldn't be tiring physically. Like you can bypass all that. I was like, there are certain things you can't bypass. Uh, And this person was super convinced. Like, no, there's gotta be an easier way. Like I don't have that physical thing. And it was like this whole discussion. And I was like, why don't you just actually tap into it, put your ego aside and tap in and see if there's an easy button or if this is just part of what I'm supposed to experience right now. Because if I don't experience it, how am I going to help all the people that are going to come to me about this? And when this person tapped into it, they were like super surprised and like, this is weird. Yeah, like I'm not seeing an easy way out. Uh, And and this person was like, well, how come I'm not having that? And then we started talking about it more and I was like, well, what about all this insane emotional stuff that's going on? Like like really intense emotional stuff. Um, emotional healing, like a really intense emotional breakdown. So I was like, I've, you know, I have my, my stuff, but like, I feel like the the density shifting in my body is much more physical thing. And for you, it's a much more emotional thing. And the person was like, you know what, you're right. Um, I think so too. So obviously, you know, there can be overlap there, but I think just realizing that like this process can bring up stuff. And I think it's going to look different for different people. Um, but there's a reason why there's a reason why <laughs> it's happening in that way for you there's a reason why if you have a symptom or an illness that specific thing is coming up for you you know so like why is that specific thing coming up for for me like um not everybody has Lyme disease like why did I get Lyme disease you know and how come if I look at somebody else with with an illness um, that I don't have, it's like, okay, well, why did they have that? Like, it's not a coincidence, um, that you, there are unique factors within those different symptoms or that that experience that are calling us up in different ways, um, and, and teaching us really important lessons or pushing us to slow down or whatever it is. So this is a very, like, (laughs) I don't know, overview with that question because I really liked it. Just What's my perspective on illnesses, diseases, ailments? I have many perspectives. I don't think anything's a coincidence. I think our bodies are trying to talk to us. I think sometimes physical illnesses are energetic shifts going on that we then jump to and label an illness. And I think if we believe we have a sickness, well, I know if we believe it, we can create it. Um, I mean, there have been studies on this where people are misdiagnosed, die of whatever the misdiagnosis is, (laughs) and then in the autopsy they never had the thing whoa isn't that wild your brain your beliefs are very powerful and this is coming up more intensely than ever before I just had this conversation with a client I was telling him I was like well I have this conversation with a lot of clients actually now I think about this and I've been having this conversation, like my guides have been having this conversation with me about just being really careful about what I'm believing more than ever before. Because as our frequency rises, the things we're saying, the stories we're telling ourselves, the beliefs we're having, like it's happening right then. What that can look like is saying, I feel like this is going to happen, or giving an analogy of, I feel like this. And we keep telling ourselves that, and then we actually create it in our field. I mean, honestly, I hate, I mean, I have been accidentally manifesting, like, illnesses a little too much. And what I mean by that are, like, colds. Like, I um, have been like, yeah, I don't, I'm not feeling good. Or I'll say, I, I feel like I'm coming down with something. Like, I feel like I'm going to get sick. And then I do get sick, <laughs> um, unfortunately. And it, it can be something as simple as that, you know, Um we want to think about what we're worried about or what we're afraid of. I've seen this come up a lot with clients where they're like, you know, I was so worried this was going to happen. And then it did. I'm like, well, you manifested that. So the thing is, that's kind of, that always goes on for us. But now more than ever before, we got to be careful what we're saying and what we're creating. Cause it's going to be true, you know? And so that's where if you are affirming that you're sick with something or you keep expecting to have a certain symptom or to have a certain problem, that's going to be your reality. This is why energetic work, energy work, manifestation, brain rewiring like do it. You have nothing you have literally nothing to lose, but you can start to tell your brain a different story and you can start to expect something different and the body will start to self-heal. Your body has self-healing properties. Why would you not want to take advantage of them? You know, that's like the most important thing I wish I could oh, I wish that like I could just get this across to everybody, but it takes consistency in telling yourself a brand new story, but this is powerful, powerful work. So that's really important. Be careful of what you're saying. Going back to this question, I see myself sometimes learning from it. Great. We want to learn from it, right? Like what what was in there for me? What did that part of the body represent? Because of whatever I was dealing with or experiencing, what did that teach me about myself or about maybe me wanting to slow down or me wanting to draw different boundaries or things that i enjoy things that i don't or how i need to take better care of myself or whatever it is um we want to learn from that and then and some some other times or some others victimized by it like i don't know why my body gets sick so even in that like that's what i'm saying and i totally understand that because uh, trust me i've been there right and so it takes this conscious awareness and i'll remind myself I'll remind myself whenever I'm in this energy of like, God, why is this happening? Like, why am I feeling so exhausted? Or why am I having, why am I bloated? Or like, whatever it is, it's like, instead of feeling separate from my body, of oh, this thing, like, why is this thing doing this to me? This Your body is not doing it to you. Your body is responding. Your body is communicating with you. So then I can get curious and, and remind myself, she's working with me. She wants to support me. She's telling me something. She's telling me something really important because she's trying to align me with my highest, with my highest timeline. She's trying to align me with optimal health and wellness. So, body, and this is comes back to being besties with your body, right? What is she trying to tell me? Like, so where is the symptom popping up, or the What, what is it connected to? What chakras? A part of my life, right? Because every chakra is connected to colors, but parts parts of our lives. And different organs, parts of the body. What does that organ or that part of the body represent to me? Or what is this forcing me to do or look at? What is she trying to tell me? She's trying to give me the cheat sheet to live my best life, right? I think that's really important. But if we ever feel like we're powerless to what's going on with our bodies, we are forgetting how powerful we really are as creators. And I understand that that can be a really big shift. Trust me. Trust me. Like, man, it kind of makes me emotional as i like thinking about this, but wow, I'm like tearing up. Um, you know, I spent a lot of years just really feeling powerless, just really feeling like no matter how hard I tried, my body wouldn't get better. And I was trying everything, you know, and like I tried all the Western medicine things and then I started doing functional medicine and I was doing all of the health hacks, all the biohacks, you know, and I was spending all the money I could, all the time I could, you know, I shut down my business multiple times. I was like going above and beyond. I was eating the cleanest, cleanest diet, could not get any cleaner, like psycho clean. Um, you know, meditating and doing yoga and journaling and, uh, you know, sauna and, and colonics and ozone therapy and all my supplements, a gazillion supplements and seeing all these different experts and acupuncture. And like, I was, just, I was trying everything and I just felt so powerless because I felt like if I am trying this hard and living this str- like strict of a lifestyle and doing all of the health things, all the things that other people don't have access to, you know, like I was so, I was like, I'm so fortunate to be able to have access to these things, to live in an area where I have access to, first of all, like these types of people, these types of modalities, these resources, but then also to be able to pay for this, you know, and even with my lifestyle, like I only had to take care of myself, you know, it wasn't like I was also taking care of uh a whole family alongside it. Like I, I, I felt like I am in the optimal position to be able to heal this. There's no reason why I shouldn't be healing this because I'm literally doing everything right. And I felt so powerless. I felt so powerless because I felt like if this doesn't fix it, then like I'm screwed. What will I can't, can't, there's nothing else I can do. I've tried like literally everything. And that's what we always say, right? Like I've tried literally everything. We never have. (laughs) We never have, uh, which I know is wild, but the point of all that, there are a few things. And one was to teach me real surrender, feeling that powerless. And I, I just had to learn to like throw my hands in the air and be like, all right, then full surrender. And that shifted the state of my body so that it could actually heal when I surrendered. The other piece of that was to keep me looking. (laughs) I kept going and going and looking and searching and that was the path I had to walk to eventually find the things that Changed my life that I'm passionate about now that I'm here to teach and help other people with. Without that, I wouldn't have found. I mean, first it was brain rewiring, uh, but then it was energy work and intuitive work, and it w- I, like I wouldn't have downloaded a high without. Like I think about the most important things in my life. You know, my relationship with my guides, my soul, this work I do. Uh, a high, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have those things if my body had just healed. At that point, you know, so it was leading me to something else. Um, But the other thing was I was still giving my power away. And so if you think about, you know, what those modalities that really did work for me had in common compared to what I was doing before was I was still trying to force my body. I was still like working against my body. I was trying to force it to show up differently. Um, instead of working with it, instead of listening to it, I was angry with it. I was trying to make a change from a low frequency energy, the foundational frequency, as we talk about in Manifestation in manifestation Mastery, my book, the underlying energy was low vibration. You can't hate your body into healing. I had to learn to, to love myself, to work with my body and recognize that she was trying to support me. I had to be gentler with her. I had to change the energy behind what I was doing. You know, a lot of the things I was doing probably would have worked. Well, I know would have worked better um, or would have actually worked if I was coming from a place of love and care, not from I hate what this what the situation is that I'm in right now. I just want to change it. I just want to force it. That was that was a huge thing. Um, it taught me to shift my, I mean, lifestyle. I for sure wouldn't have shifted my lifestyle or the way I see things without all that. But the big thing was um, I was giving my power away to other people, to other practitioners, to food, (laughs) uh, to supplements. I was just trying to find something outside of me to fix it. You know, and the relationship with food is like a whole other conversation that is relevant, but, you know, I was like eating every food still in fear of like, is this going to make me sick? I hope this, I hope this doesn't make it worse. What was I charging into the food with that energy versus knowing, believing it was healing me? That's not how I was viewing it. So my relationship with food was a huge component of this, but the big thing was for me to realize that I did have the power. I was trying to control things by outsourcing my power and having other people like heal me uh, or other things like this. Hope this supplement just heals me. This supplement's got to fix it. This person, this practitioner, this, this diet, whatever it was until I finally realized like I am so fucking powerful that I created this and then I'm so fucking powerful that I can get rid of it because it was when I decided I was healthy And decided that I could clear things quickly uh, and decided that I was healing, that it became clear to me exactly what to do, what the aligned action was, and it actually worked. And it was like, you know, energy work, brain rewiring, zap myself with some frequency and holy shit, there we go. So realizing that we're not victims and realizing that we are really, really powerful. So that's taking responsibility for our healing. That's one thing. Um, And then the other part of this, I question if it's something I need to experience to expand like a cause or if it's a result for not being aligned with my path. So like I discussed earlier, like I think it can be both or either. Um, So sometimes the higher selves choose it to expand us, right? Other times yeah, I guess it is like, I guess a result. I mean, you could actually see both of those. I feel like in the same line, like I know for me, the way that I know I'm out of alignment, which I've talked about on the podcast before many times is it's physical. It's a, it's a physical symptom. Uh, 100%, 100%. Like I will get full Lyme symptoms for like two to three days and I'm like okay I got the message and then once I'm like okay I'm changing this okay I'm starting this project then they just go away uh so I think that's a huge thing I also think just in general for a lot of people like if you look at how you know stress is like the root of everything our HPA access our nervous systems being dysregulating is like the root root of most almost everything (laughs) all issues you know because it's also the component of like how do I respond to this stressor? If I get exposed to this, I don't know, if I get exposed to a cold, how come I get a cold and the other person doesn't? Or if I get exposed to a moldy building, how come I got mold illness and someone else didn't? Like that's how is my immune system. Uh, that's connected to where is my nervous system at? You know, so the nervous system is everything. And I think that a lot of people have chronic stress and a lot of chronic fatigue, a lot of burnout is from being out of alignment it's a classic like generator thing in human design, but it's out, it's not just generators, it's everybody. Like when we're out of alignment, you're gonna feel exhausted, it's gonna feel really hard to do things, it's gonna feel, you're gonna feel frustrated, you're gonna feel bitter, you're gonna feel angry, or whatever your not-self theme is in human design, because your body's like, eh, I don't wanna be here. And when the body's like, eh, I don't wanna be here, and I have this low frequency emotion, well now that low frequency emotion, what is that leading to in the body? Right? When we are storing low frequency emotions, that creates disease, dis ease. So, low frequency emotions, low frequency energy that gets stuck in the body will create illness. But also, if our nervous systems are consistently dysregulated because we're in an environment that doesn't feel safe or isn't optimal, and that's not just about like I'm in an unsafe environment the way that we think about it. So, for me, it's like I'm a caves person in human design. I know this is so wild for people, but this was wild for me to figure out if I'm not in a cave-like environment, my nervous system is like I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I don't feel good. Right? I'm in completely safe. I'm completely safe in my house, okay? Beautiful lovely house. I love it. Amazing, very safe, very comforting, but my body does not feel safe unless I'm in a cave in this house. Unless I am like locked in this office with my lights down uh so that's just like one example or when I'm feeling like oh my gosh everybody has access to me all the time I have a million messages to answer I have all these emails my body is feeling like this is not this is not safe and then what's that leading to sickness (laughs) um but yeah if you're out of alignment in general your body is like this is not not good and how will the body communicate that to you how your higher self communicate to you? Probably a symptom. So it can be, I guess, a consequence of not being out of alignment. And that's why, like the more just in alignment you are in your life. I mean, obviously your whole body can finally heal. You're in alignment. You know, so those are all messengers. Um, but I do think, you know, there are so many angles to go at this from. Anytime we're storing those low frequency emotions, we've got to look at that, right? And so that's why emotional release is so important. Um For nervous system regulation reasons, but also just frequency-wise, like when I'm doing energy work, they look like, it's like anger or sadness or grief. Resentment is like this energy ball stuck in the person's body and it's like festering. It's like the moldy sandwich that I found in my backpack, you know, the last day of school every year, growing up, and I was like, "Ew, this has been in here since the second week of school," <laughs> and I was like, "That's why my backpack smelled so awful." <laughs> you know, it's like that kind of situation. Anything that we sweep under the rug, it's like that. That shit's gonna smell. We're gonna, we're gonna have to deal with it later. And so when we're, whenever we're storing low frequency emotions, it's gonna come out. And sometimes that's like an emotional outburst, but that's often illness or sickness you know dis-ease creates disease in the body so we've got to look at that um energetically clearing ourselves not holding energy from other people i mean this isn't i guess this would make more sense maybe earlier when i was talking about it but like the same way with past life stuff sometimes it's connected to illnesses that are coming up um low frequency entities can be a thing or somebody else can like have you know energy from somebody else like in the physical or in the non-physical attachments that can cause physical issue, that can cause illness, sickness, illness as well. I mean, especially with mental illness, a lot of that um, can really be connected to entities that are attached that we can clear um, energetically. But this can also be, I mean, don't you think it's interesting that sometimes illnesses that are not contagious will kind of like run in circles? Like, like multiple people in like a similar environment. There's not a similar environment, like a, a friend group. Um, sometimes that's environmental, right? When there's an environmental stuff going on, it's like cancer clusters in certain areas. Um, but what can happen is an energy can be in someone's field. I see this a lot with cancer that like in families when people think things run in families and they think they're more likely to get it, what they've done is they created the, the energies in their field. It's not even from them and their body wasn't planning on having that illness manifest, but because it's like it's in their field, if they don't clear that or release that, it can manifest because the energy's been in the field. So I do not want people to to think I'm saying that like <laughs> if you're around somebody with, with a chronic illness, you're going to catch it. That's not what I'm saying. But like if you, if that energy like is in your field a lot and you start to get paranoid about it and you're starting to believe that, oh my God, am I going to get it? And then you start to create that. It's like anything we worry about, we're more likely to manifest something that we're worried about. You know what I mean? Um, and then, you know, I'm just being honest, sometimes there are low frequency energies or entities attached that um to people's energy bodies that are leading to different illnesses or diseases. Uh and then that can be cleared out. So yeah, there's so many different components to it, but the thing is no matter like what, no matter what the cause is. No matter what the cause is, you can heal it. I 100% believe that. Uh, now if part of healing it, the process of healing it and why you, why you have that illness was to lead you to uncovering something, then maybe the process of healing it will take a little bit, little bit longer as you are following that path to figuring out what you were there to uncover. If that makes sense? Like me, like, like there was a timing thing of like there, it wasn't going to heal until I found some of those modalities. Like it wasn't going to, it wasn't going to fix it. It wasn't going to heal until I found out about brain rewiring until I downloaded a high, like things like that, because that was just part of the past. So there was a time thing to it, but I did still heal it. (laughs) So it's like, you can heal in for a lot of people that can happen really actually pretty fast, really fast. So, I mean, miracle healings happen every day all the time. And I have to remind myself of that because I'm really fortunate to see that happen all the time. Like, I forget that other people don't think that's possible because I see it all the time where people will come in, they'll have a session and it's like something's gone. Like, it's normal to me. Um, that doesn't always happen, you know, and that also, that also connects to the person's availability for healing. So if we have resistance to healing for any reason, then we're not going to allow ourselves to heal, right? So we, again, are that powerful. And if there's we're in a state of resistance, um, it could be nervous system wise, but that could just be like, there's some subconscious piece of us that doesn't want to heal. Maybe having that sickness is the only thing that gives you an excuse to not go to work. And there's a big piece of you that doesn't want to go to work. Or maybe it's a thing that gets your parents and your family to take care of you and be nice to you. And there's a subconscious piece of you that's like, wait, if I heal, then they're not going to be nice to me anymore, or they're not going to cut me some slack. Or it could be your identity. I mean, this is really common with people who build their brands around around things like that, or they've gotten a huge following because of X, Y, Z. And there can be a piece of their subconscious. Again, this, this isn't usually stuff that people are like consciously aware of. I mean, sometimes it is, but it's more of like deeply deep in there people might have some subconscious belief of, wait, if I heal now, what am I going to talk about my platform? Or all of these followers not going to follow me anymore. You know, there's a lot of like trauma bonding over illnesses. That was a big reason why, you know, for me, I just really wanted to get out of the health and wellness space. I just felt like it was kind of, um, no, not all of it, but like And the chronic illness space, I just felt like there was a lot of like sickness bonding and it was helpful to meet people who were going through the same issues. But then at a certain point, I felt like it was just making everybody stay sick because, oh, we're friends because we both have this problem. And then if we don't have this problem, are we still going to be friends? Uh, And sometimes, yeah, for sure. But other times that's just often a That can be a way that people are really relating, you know, or these people who are like spending all day, every day in forums and reading about other people who are struggling and, oh, I'm so sorry I'm dealing with that too. And it's like just feeding this cycle of of my identity is attached to I'm a sick person. If your identity is attached to I have this sickness or I have a symptom or I deal with that, oh yeah, I always have back pain. Yeah, I've had back pain my whole life. Yeah, I have acne. Really? (laughs) Like, are you viewing it as part of your identity or are you viewing it as something that's coming up right now and you're expecting it to go away because it's not part of your identity? And that is the big shift. So if there's anything that you're assuming you might deal deal with physically, sickness-wise, illness-wise, symptomatically, you're assuming you're going to have that, you're expecting it, or you're worried about it, change the story, (laughs) right? If we, if we have, I mean, even look at somebody who gets in an accident and like, if you're looking at it as, oh my gosh, I'm going to be impacted for the rest of my life. Well, then you're creating that story. What if you decided, no, I'm going to move through this quickly. I'm going to have full recovery. So paying attention to the stories we're telling ourselves, When we tell ourselves a different story, we see the world differently and we see opportunities usually that we probably wouldn't have seen before, which is really powerful and important. And it's just super important to remember that your body is working with you and it wants to support you and your body wants to heal. Your body wants to heal. So, I could go on forever, but I think I'll wrap up there. (laughs) My thoughts on illnesses, diseases, ailments. It's a really important conversation. I feel really strongly about it. I feel really strongly about it because of my experience with different chronic illnesses, you know, working with so many different mystery cases, what I do, the miracles I see in my life every day, the information that I get intuitively and it's exciting because especially recently with, you know, whenever I end up channeling this next book, like I've just been downloading a lot of stuff about how to help the body heal, um, how to self-heal and stuff like I really haven't thought about before and like what the processes are, um, how we get out of our own way, how we live longer, how we stop the blocks to our physical regeneration. So it's just really cool advanced stuff coming through. But what I will say is your body is wise. So what is it trying to tell you? That's the question. All right, I'm going to wrap up here. If you enjoyed this, be sure to take a screenshot, share it to social media, tag me at Christina the Channel, and tag at Christina the Channel Podcast so we can repost you and say thank you for sharing. It means the world when you guys share the show and if you think this would help someone in your life then be sure to send them the link as well it's an amazing way to spread the love all right that's it for today's show thank you again so much for tuning in i hope you have an amazing rest of your day and i will chat with you again next time